gosh. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to another year's uh, <laughs> episode of Just Say with Justin Martindale. New Year, same podcast. I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Uh, we're going to be bringing you all the best in pop culture and news in 2023. I have to get used to saying that, 2023. Uh, but yes, what a... What a time to be back. It is our first day back. I honestly was gone for two weeks, and I feel it. I feel it in my bones, in my body. Um, actually walking into the comedy store today, I, I breathed in the delicious smell of last night's bleach and uh, urinal cakes, and it got me very nostalgic, and I was like, oh, we're back. We did it. Um, yes, yeah, so yes, uh, I just want to recap my holiday week uh, for you. A um, lot of travel. Not going to lie, I started things off taking a red eye to the beautiful uh, city of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and I walked in, and as a um, badass, I have not only TSA pre-check, but... Um, clear. You know what clear is? No, John. Not. Happy New Year! I didn't happy even like introduce you. Good God, monster! Um, clear is where they like scan your retinas. You know, totally healthy and not for the government. But like, yeah, you you just you get to like skip the line for the traveling line. Think, you think Sam Tripoli has that? No, definitely <laughs> not. No, absolutely not. But um. Walked into LAX and I was like, there is no one here. Mind you, my flight was at like midnight. So I was like, wow, there's no one here. This is going to be a piece of cake. Oh, no. Not at all. We get into Birmingham, realize that did not we did not check our bags for the connecting flight um, from Atlanta to Birmingham. So our bags get off the plane and I get a notification saying like, hey, your bags are at the... Uh, um, terminal or like baggage claim and i was like no they should be on the plane with us going to birmingham from atlanta oh no so we had to get the bags get on a later flight we get to birmingham had a wonderful uh day a uh, couple days on the farm my sister-in-law francis uh who's an amazing painter had us all out on her family farm it's like three hundred thousand acres just imagine me like on a farm that's pretty much how it went Lots of mud. I got to shoot my grandma's gun, which was kind of exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah, just hung out in the White Lotus, Alabama. Uh, lots of deer heads and hanging out with my family. And that was great. And then we went to Memphis and everything changed. <laughs> um, Memphis is a terrifying city. I don't know if you've ever been to Memphis. Uh, it's quaint. It's trying. They're trying to like make it like safe it's just a dangerous place all over the place to the point where like we're staying at a hotel and we're going over to my sister-in-law and my brother's house for dinner and i said is there like a liquor store we can pick up some like wine to bring over to the house uh, i asked this to the hotel concierge i don't know if it was the concierge it could have just been a complete stranger but they were like, oh, absolutely not. Don't leave the hotel. And I was like, Jesus. So I had to go up to, to the bar at the hotel, order wine at a hotel price of $400 a bottle. You know, like it wasn't 400 but it's like, 
You get like a cheap bottle of wine at a hotel and it's like, oh, it's $80. And you're like, what? It's like $10 at the store. Um, yeah, so we were told just like not to leave. We did get a snow. It was a, it was a nice snow day in the morning, which quickly melted. And then we went out to uh, lunch with some of my family members. And I learned about um, a old pastime called um, boiling water. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, because all of the pipes had burst in Memphis because it got cold. It literally got down to like one degree because there was that polar vortex. You know the stuff we just hear about here in L.A.? (laughs) Like, oh, there's going to be a polar snowstorm of epic proportions. And here we're just like, no, okay. Anyways, should we go get a cold brew? Like that we don't even like blink an eye to it. I was in that polar vortex. It was one degree at one point, freezing. The temperature went out. The power had gone out. I'm literally laying in my bed like, um, what's his name? Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense, just like seeing my breath in the bed. No dead people around. Maybe next year. Or maybe it was my Nana. She let me borrow her gun. I don't know. Um, But like cold. And so we get there and the waitress was so sweet. Everybody was like really calm and collected. I would have been losing my shit. Like credit cards uh, weren't working. Uh, Transactions weren't happening. And the lady came over to us and and she's like, can I start? And she had a very thick accent. She's like, can I start y'all something drink? And I'm like, what? I want to start y'all something drink. I'm like, I don't know what you were saying. And she says, just let y'all know, we got boiled water. And I said, what? She says, we got boiled water. I'm like, what? Boil water? She's like, yeah, we got boiled water. And I go, oh. And I look at the table like this was like a, like a luxury. I'm like, did you hear that? They have to boil water. Like thinking we're all going to get like tea or something like, oh, they're going to make us tea. And we're like, no, Justin, the pipes don't work and the water's all dirty. So they have to boil it so we don't get Flint, Michigan. I don't know if that's a term, but I just made that up. Um, and so they're boiling water for us. And then they're like, OK, we can't make coffee. Um, all the things made with water. And I'm like, well, how do you wash dishes? And they were like. Didn't answer that question, so I just left it alone. Oh, no. Um, yes. And so then the water comes. We do get water, which is great. Mind you, we end up going to dinner that night. Same problem. They don't. The only restaurant that stayed open Christmas night was our hotel. And it was packed. Everybody was there. And they were like, okay, we can't. We're boiling water. But everyone relax. Mind you, we got the Kung Pao Brussels sprouts with chilies in them. And I just start eating them like it's popcorn with no water in front of me and questioning, A, my sanity and my butthole strength because these chili flakes are like in my, like I'm just crying with no water in front of me. Finally, someone comes out with a case of plastic water bottles and the entire restaurant erupts like there has been like some victory um, (laughs) that we have all overcome. So it was a lot. It was a lot. Memphis was definitely a lot. My, uh, I did have an encounter with a high and buy situation, which I did not know. Have you heard of a high and buy? No, also sounds bad. A high and buy situation is where you want to hook up with somebody over the holidays and then get rid of them when the new year comes. Make oh. sense? 
I mean, it sounds very L.A. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, this was in Memphis. And this was a family member of mine. We go over to his house, and he's like, oh, this is so-and-so. Um, I don't want to name her name, Jessica. And um, <laughs> she was on fire, just a little, like, I, call, I, I called her gremlin tits because uh, she had big boobs, but she was like gremlin face. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you pour water on them, they grow. Same thing. Boiled water, however. We have to leave it <laughs> boiled. Like, we have to throow boiled water on her. <laughs> so we get there. She's like, the whole time. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, it was like Jojo C was like, like older aunt. was. This was Jessica. To the point where she looks at me and she goes, where are you from? And I said, I'm from California. She's like, oh yeah, I can tell because your hair. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? It looks like you've washed your hair before. That's yeah. Oh, I can. T- I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say that because because of your hair. Wait. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then we're trying to figure out where we want to go for dinner, and she's like, "Why don't we go to Waffle House?" And I'm like, "What? For dinner?" I'm like, "Aren't I thought Waffle House was just for people who want to fight at like three o'clock in the morning in public?" <laughs> so we did not do that, and then she's like. Well, we can always go to my favorite restaurant, the vending machine on the corner. My favorite dinner is B-19. <laughs> I looked at my cousin. I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> so then we did Memphis. Memphis was fine. We went to Atlanta. Atlanta was wonderful. Still cold. Um, and then we booked it over to New Year's for uh, Palm Springs. Palm Springs was great. However, Palm Springs was cloudy and raining. It was raining. What is up with that? Was it raining here? Yeah, to the point where everybody was getting, there was like, there were three pileups, three car pileups all over the place. Oh, like people just forgot how to drive? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. They, they, never, they clearly don't know how to drive in the rain and they were just rear-ending people and oh. sending them into other cars. And the worst part is jaywalking's legal now, which is the best part of the year for me. Jaywalking is legal in L.A. But now but, you have to dodge cars. Yeah, now if you're walking in the rain, you're dead. Oh, you're God, more than awful. likely dead, yeah. So Palm Springs was fun, except it was raining. However, I did turn that uh, lemon into a lemonade, and I was like, you know what? It never rains in the desert. Maybe this is like a nice little good luck charm for the new year. Um didn't stop <laughs> couldn't get <laughs> couldn't we got in the pool in the rain it was cold uh but it was so much fun I had a great time with um all the people we were there with we had such a good time however i thought i was leaving today so yesterday we are, are i'm sleeping in knock on the door justin are you gonna like pack and I was like, what? They're like, our checkout time's at 10 o'clock. And I was like, what? I thought we were leaving the whole time tomorrow. No one had mentioned like checkout or anything. So I, the entire trip gone, I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting back on the 3rd of January. Oh no, 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 no. We were supposed to leave the 2nd. So everyone's gone. We have to rent a car and drive it back to Los Angeles. I am in a tiny Jeep Cherokee. I am a giant in this car. Um, no traction on the tires, so it's raining. I'm like astro, what is it, astro gliding? Is that lube? That's lube. Astroplane? I, I don't know. Astro glide? That's a lube. I'm pretty sure. As I'm as a... Uh, 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 <laughs> 
A sommelier for lube. I think Astroglide is lube. Um, Astroplaning. Like, I'm spinning out. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Um, and then we it got is back. Lube. Just confirming. I just Googled it. Astroglide is lube. Astroglide is lube. Yep. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. And then today, um, we have to take the car back to the car rental place. And it's raining, and I'm in this car again. And I was like, ah, oh, it's good to be back in L.A. And I, mind you, people are just driving however the hell they want to in the new year. Like, people are just like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm not even going to signal. I'm just going to cut you off. I'm just, you know, I almost got in, like, two wrecks. And then on the way back home, I looked over on Santa Monica Boulevard, and there is a guy with his dong out peeing into the street. Like, couldn't turn a corner, full dick out, just peeing in the street. And I was like, we're back. We did it. But uh, yeah, that was my Christmas vacation. We did, and we it was a lot. It was a lot. I think I'm a little optimistic about this new year. Um, it was kind of sad. We lost Barbara Walters, which I thought was, I mean, she's been in hiding for like six years. Um, who else? The old pope died um and then that guy did you watch that the the football player for the buffalo bills passed yeah, out that, yesterday that was rough do we have an update on him uh as of last night he was in critical but he was in critical condition they they got all, all his functions back but they had to put him to sleep to get a tube down his throat oh that was so sad it's just uh, Again, like this was a situation where something bad happened to someone. Everybody should put their shit aside and just be like, hey, let's hope he gets better. Yeah. Twitter oh, went no. so anti-vax immediately. Why? Okay. So because I saw the footage, I'm not as I'm not a big football fan, but um, Sarah Tiana had texted me because Georgia is going to like the 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 finals for, I don't even know what it's called. They're playing at the SoFi Stadium next. Rose Bowl. Is it the Rose Bowl? It's I thought one the Rose the, Bowl was the on bowls. the first. Huh? Oh, maybe it's not the Rose Bowl, but it's a bowl game. It's a bowl. It's like the final college bowl game, okay? My boyfriend went to Georgia, so we're rooting for Georgia. Sarah Tiana's from Georgia. We're rooting for Georgia. So uh, we were talking about the Georgia game uh, next Sunday, and she was like, well, we'll see if there is an NFL after this player just passed out on the field and they've been giving him like CPR for 10 minutes. So I immediately go to Twitter and I look up this video and I'm like, Oh my God, this poor guy. I mean like 24 years old, Davon, uh, what is his name? Davon, uh, Damar Hamlin, Damar. Yeah. Damar. Da da oh, Damar. D-A-M-A-R. Damar. Damar Hamlin for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, he just takes a hit and then gets up and then just falls down. And, like, it was insane. I was like, I've never seen anything more terrifying because it just happened so quick. At brand new year. His mom is there at the game. He just hugged her. Ugh. And you just see the players' faces, and they're just like. Now, was it bad for the NFL to... Because I think there was like some controversy where they were saying like, why are they doing CPR on him for 10 minutes? Like take him off the field and take him to a hospital, right? Yeah, I think I think in that situation, 
they actually did the right thing. They he was not re- he was not responding. So like no. you, you shouldn't move him until you can get a heartbeat back. Yeah, Ugh. which they did. So scary. So yeah. I think that was right. And then there was a rumor going around that they were like, take a five minute break and then we'll resume the game. And yeah, no, game's over. I yeah, I I heard someone from the NFL came out and said that was never that was complete bullshit. They never said that we were gonna take a five minute break. We were just the the teams pulled were pulled off the field and never went back, Ugh. which was the right move, obviously. I mean, so scary. And like, obviously we want him to recoup and everything, but like, like, um, like seeing that on television, like, you're just like, whoa, like who knows? It's, it's surprising that it, it does. It's such a rare thing. The doctor said, but the same way, you know, when they do the, when they want, try to get you a beat back and they do, uh, what's it called? Clear. And then they pump you on your ADR or whatever it is, whatever it's called. This was sort of the reverse of that where he got so hit he got hit so hard his heart just went into cardiac arrest Ugh. where and, and then twitter just went nuts with well this is happening every a few listen these guys play contact sports they get hurt there have been other instances where people passed out on the field in on a basketball court. Yeah, everyone's immediately on stage. Sa- on if stage. you're at the Tempe Improv with Heather McDonald, <laughs> so every everybody said it's because of the vax. Not everybody, but the people on Twitter said it's a vaccine related. It's like, come on, guys. He- oh, if anybody passes out anymore, it's vaccine related. Yeah, yeah. if he it's- was just walking on the sideline and passed out, I'd say, well, it, we have to figure out what it is. I wouldn't go right to the vaccine, but it's more likely. That, that he was, was a, hit really hard and the yeah. wind got knocked out of him yeah. or something. If you watch that clip, like you don't even realize because it happened so quickly, the angle that he was hit yeah. was the side, which is the, the like the the thinnest, diaphragm side. Yeah, yeah, the part closest to the heart. Yeah, helmet, full contact, spinned around, which fucks with your brain. Yeah, like, it, there was clear. Uh, it was bad. Vaccine related things are so two years ago. <laughs> like, let's move on. Like, yeah. let, let it be something else other than vaccines. Like, calm down. Um, well, yeah, so definitely he's, we're definitely watching him and keeping him in our thoughts and stuff. And also let me know if my voice goes into, like, really Southern, because I have been gone for two weeks. And, like, while I was on vacation, there were several times where I was saying things like, oh, oh I would never, like, it was just very, like, oh, God. So if I get a little Southern, I'm sorry. Um, it's vaccine related. Um, <laughs> uh, where do I even begin? I mean, we got so many fun stories for you today. We're so glad to have you all back for the new year. And I think we should just get into some travel um, stories because while I was in the airport, in the airport, the whole Southwest cancellation debacle get in happened. And oh, it was Awful. I've never been more scared, especially during the holidays and grateful that I did not fly Southwest because I think Southwest is just, it has so many problems. It's literally just kind of like, I think it's kind of just like a go-to airline. There's just like, you have to like check in, like right at your check-in time. Then it's a free for all. You just pick a seat the fuck like what's wrong with you and then if you're in like group c or something like you forget to check in you're stuck in a middle seat like like trash like air trash and like i say nay to this so i flew delta because i'm a human being and guess what i had to walk by the southwest terminal after all of those flights got canceled and i 
felt rich. <laughs> I literally was just walking by. and was like, oh, uh, mm, uh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Third class. Back to steerage you go. Um, and I felt bad, like just seeing everybody's faces. They were just like, oh, my God, we're stuck in this airport. I had a friend of mine who lives in Manhattan and he flew and he flew home for uh, Christmas in Texas and he posted something on Facebook or something. And it was just like, wow, um, Southwest just told me the next available flight into Manhattan is Saturday, which was New Year's Eve. And it was Tuesday when he posted that. Oh, so. F that. So I thought about it. I was like, please, God, let us just get through this. Mind you, the skies were clear where I was. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So I started to think about it. I'm like, well, what do you do in this scenario? Like, what if you have to get somewhere? Do you rent a car? I mean, what do you do? I mean, Southwest really has to, like, do some damage control over this because it was such a hot shit fire over the holidays and I felt really bad and I'm not trying to bash you if you flew Southwest cause you didn't know, you had no idea, but maybe next year, you know, get some Delta sky miles, try out a sky lounge. It's fun. Um, but this, this, I wanted to bring this story to you, John and to the listeners, because I was like, would you, could I get through this? Could I do this now? This comes out of Tampa, Florida. Stay with me, everyone. <laughs> Um, this headline says four strangers drive from Florida to Ohio together after canceled flights. So with all the canceled flights lighting up the flight status monitors at Tampa International Airport like a tree, four strangers decided to take matters into their own hands. It started when one flight from Tampa to Cleveland was canceled. The earliest they could get us out of there was going to be today at 6 p.m., said uh, Bridget Schuster. And we all wanted to get back there, obviously, way earlier than that. So the extreme winter weather caused the cancellation of more than 6,000 flights nationwide in the days leading up to Christmas. So when the Tampa to Cleveland flight was canceled, Greg Henry, another traveler, thought the chances of a rebooking were slim. In my head, I'm thinking, I already know there's not going to be any more flights today, especially to Cleveland. Oh, especially knowing there's a storm coming. So Henry made up his mind. He'd rent a car and drive it, snow and all, but he wouldn't be alone. Abby and Schuster, Florida residents, drove with Henry and fellow Ohio resident Shoby Maynard on an extra long road trip, 20 hours straight. We just looked at each other and said, are you in? Radcliffe said, yeah, we're in. Let's go for it. Oh, doesn't this just sound like the like the new Fast and the Furious franchise? You know this is going to be a movie soon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Get in the car with family. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes, we are. Get in with family. Don't look back. We got 20 hours ahead of us. We didn't stop other than to get gas, get coffee, or use the restroom. As the miles ticked down, the friendships grew stronger despite the cramped space of a wait for it 2023 Kia Soul. Oh! God, as if there is a hell, and it's that. As if they didn't feel poor enough being on Southwest. Oh, see, I couldn't do that. Yeah, that would be me. They'd be like, "Are you in?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then you see a 2023 Kia Soul, and you're like, "You know what? I'm gonna freeze to death. I'm fine." 
I'll just wait on the side of the road and hope for the best. We had a lot of cool conversations. I think Shobi just asked a lot of like really neat questions. And then we were all just asking each other super random stuff. None of us had earbuds in. I'm sorry. I'm ladybirding out of this car. <laughs> I don't know how fast they said there's snow. So maybe they aren't going that fast. So maybe I could just open the door if it's not frozen shut. And I can just fall into like a snowman village, hopefully on the side of the road to soften my fall. It's not like we're doing our own thing, just kind of like we're going along with the ride. We built a community in there. God, I... I hate them all. I hate them all. All the while, Schuster is posting updates on TikTok. Oh my God, there's no earbuds, a lot of chatting, and TikTok in the car. And a guy named Schuster. And a guy named Schuster asking (laughs) all the questions for 20 hours. I would strangle everyone in the car and then eat them. I would Sorry. Pray, I would pray for black eyes. I would be, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. pray for black eyes. Yeah. And I also, like, if this was like a live, you know, like a like the Chilean, like, soccer team that crashed into the Andes. Oh, I'm getting a fork and going to town. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. All the while, they were posting uh, updates on TikTok. Her initial video hit 9 million views. Reading the comments out loud to everybody in the car, we were just dying laughing. We were listening to Christmas music, and every single song just hit differently. Like being in the scenario of, like, this song's trying to about how you're trying to make it home for Christmas, and you're like, that's literally us, you guys. (laughs) More than a thousand miles and plenty of karaoke sessions later. Oh my God, this sounds like like limbo hell. Um, The band made it through the snowstorm. We got into some very deep, deep conversations about our lives and what we've been through. I don't care. I don't care. We just had that connection. Oh my God. Radcliffe thinks the fact that they were all strangers made it easier, not harder to make it through the ride peacefully. Partly it's probably because we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other's annoying habits like that sort of thing. So it's easier. While none of them strongly suggested getting in a car with three other random strangers, all of them would do it again with the same crowd. I had no idea when I was going to start this. I was just going to take a quiet drive home, get home and be done. This was a whole adventure. I don't know. I think I I I would definitely murder someone in that scenario. There's just too much, too many too many words, TikTok, conversation, friendship. <laughs> well, they were a family. Oh yeah. And what are, let's be real. What are they all going to get? Hey, remember that trip? Let's do it again, guys. Let's get the band back together. Totally different. I think when you're in that situation, though, of just desperation, trying to get home, you're going to just make it like you don't want to be that person. But you cannot tell me. In 20 hours time, no one fell asleep and farted like full Christmas reindeer fart. Like the windows are up. You don't know this person. That's the movie when a stranger farts. That's the movie right there. You're in a car and you're like, okay, everything's fine. And you're like, oh, oh God. And there's an Arctic tundra outside and you're having to like, yeah. Yeah. Someone's not making it out of that car alive. I guarantee it. 
Schuster. Oh, God, I couldn't do it. But you know what I am doing? I'm doing dry January. I'm going to do it. I need to do it because my liver is officially pickled. I drank all of the wine. I drank all of the Tito's. I drank martinis. I even drank Christmas coffee. You know what Christmas coffee is? No, it's not. You just put booze in your coffee. Got it. You mean Irish coffee. (laughs) It's it's just like, and we try to make it cute. We're like, it's just Bailey's. And you're like, ah, ah. And you're like, no, you're drinking alcoholic coffee. So yes, I I have taken a break. I'm doing the dry January. So far, it's great. Um, however, I tried to do it last year as well. I was day four in, and Georgia also went to the bowl last year. And I went out to a bar, and of course, Georgia wins, and I have to like celebrate. And I'm like, okay, well, dry January is over, and here we are again. One year later, guess who's going back to the bowl? Georgia and TCU, which just creeps me out. Texas Christian University with a mascot called the Horny Toads. No thanks. I don't like it. But I'm doing a uh, dry January. And here's an article that came out of dry January. And if you're considering doing it, this is some facts for you. Not drinking alcohol is better for you than drinking alcohol. Who knew? Some specific studies have shown that not drinking decreases the amount of fat in your liver and glucose in your blood. After around three weeks, the quality of people's sleep is generally greatly improved. Related, your mental well-being improves after a month of abstinence, and you'll feel more focused and your memory will be better. On the more extreme end, if you drink to forget, oh, you'll have to deal with whatever issues are upsetting you. Debatable if that's good in the short term, but it's almost definitely better in the long term. So... I might be on edge uh, for the month of January. And here, this is uh, from a associate professor of nutrition, Donald Hensrud says, the more you drink, the more you may benefit from dry January. In general, if someone's drinking a lot as their baseline, even a temporary hiatus means they'll benefit. However, they did say, if you are the person who doesn't drink a lot and you're like, you know, maybe like one or two glasses of wine every week or two, Big deal. It doesn't work for you. If someone drinks a small amount, it doesn't really make a difference if they quit for a month. It's not going to influence them long term. So if someone's like, I'm going to do dry January. I have like two glasses of wine a month and I just really want to just like take care of myself. No, it's not doing shit for you. Having a drink now and then is fun, they say. It's relaxing. These are the counter arguments. In moderation, it's good for your health. Um... And drinking responsibly makes you happier. They also say an occasional drink can lower your risk of heart disease and your risk of dying. So what's better than a decreased risk of death? Thanks, Dr. Hensrud. So yeah, I'm doing dry January. If you are doing it as well, uh, join me on this journey. I think it's going to be fun. And also, if you don't drink, you like lose weight. You get in like banging shape. So I'm going to do that. I did it. You know, I did the drinks. Now I'm taking care of myself for the month. And who knows how I go longer. Who knows? Whatever. Now, we mentioned Celine Dion uh, having stiff person syndrome, which was very sad in a couple episodes ago. Um, And now Rolling Stone is stirring up the waters because 
they released their 2023 200 greatest singers of all time. Guess who did not make the cut? Celine Dion. And Twitter went crazy. Um, a lot of people blame the vaccine. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal. The music magazine released an updated list ranking the 200 greatest singers of all time, but Celine didn't make the cut and people went bonkers. They called this a crime against humanity. They said the fact Celine Dion isn't anywhere in this top 200 is a crime against humanity. And here's the top 10. Top 10. Number 10, Al Green. Number 9, Otis Redding. Number 8, Beyonce. 7, Stevie Wonder. 6, Ray Charles. 5, Mariah Carey. 4, Billie Holiday. Three, Sam Cooke. Number two was Whitney Houston. And number one was Aretha Franklin. I can get behind all of those. However, where is Celine Dion? I would get rid of... I mean... I think she can replace Beyonce. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I think so too. If we're talking... I know. Thing, yeah. Of all time. I definitely think like Beyonce should be in this list. But... But also, I, I would be curious what their qualifications are. I'll you tell you what the qualifications are, because I did my research. Um, so everyone went off on, uh, you know, this list, because everyone wants to get pissed off about something. Um, okay, this is Rolling Stone's uh, clapback. Before you start scrolling and commenting, keep in mind that this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. Talent is impressive. Genius is transcendent. Okay. That's pretty lame. That sounds like an even bigger insult yeah. than if they just said nothing. Yeah, because I don't know. You know what you need to sing? A voice. Debatable. William Hung would be on that list. Who's Oh, the idol kid? Did yeah. he die? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought for some, I don't know. But I mean, like, think about it. I think like Rihanna was like number 60 something. And you're like, she didn't need to be on there at all. If we're going to be no, honest. I mean, Rihanna could sing, but it's also like, so I did some research and I'm like, why is Celine Dion not on this? Now there was a, there was a interview back in the day. I can't even remember who she was talking to was not Barbara Walters, R.I.P., but they were saying that Rolling Stone gives her a lot of shit because she is a romantic ballad singer. She's not like this like crazy pop performer. She's not, you know, like, but that's the thing. She also had songs on the radio. She's done residencies and she was in Vegas for X amount of years. They just said that like no one's going out of their way to go to a Celine Dion concert, which is bullshit. Very bullshit. Yeah. But I you did. know what I mean by that? Like she even said like, oh, like if you're looking at like a Prince concert or like, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I'm trying to even think like Adele, of course, like, but they did not think that Celine Dion was like rock and roll enough for Rolling Stone magazine. That is bullshit. It, what they should have said then was the 200 greatest solo artists. Seriously. We're talking singers. To your point, like, it's a good voice. Yeah. Celine Dion is, I would say, top 20 at worst. 
And I'm not even like, and I'm not even trying to throw shade here because she is one of my queens. Selena is right there. I'm looking at Selena, and Selena was an amazing singer. However, Celine Dion has had a way longer career than Selena has, you know? Um, so fans are still defending her. A lot of people are saying respectfully, not including Celine Dion, arguably the best vocal technician of all time in this list is borderline treasonous. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout her decades-long career, the pop icon behind the Titanic uh, film song My Heart Will Go On and other hits, including It's All Coming Back to Me Now and Because You Love Me, has taken home five Grammys. She's also won 20 Juno Awards, which is like the Grammys for Canada, and was among the first to be honored on Canada's Walk of Fame in Toronto in 1999. The 54-year-old singer recently announced she's suffering from stiff person syndrome, um, which she's canceled all of her shows. Um, and I mean, what a, just a, what a kick in the nuts for Celine. She just came out and said, I have stiff person syndrome. I have to cancel my tour. And then Rolling Stone is like, no, you're not one of the best voices of all time. I call bullshit. This is probably one of the worst decisions in music. Mm -hmm. You know what I did in Palm Springs? Listen to Celine. I did. Yeah. Um, I listened to all of like some of her greatest. I mean, Beauty and the Beast. Hello, yeah. ooh, ooh, yes. Tell us all this time. Yeah. What's the? I mean, I drove all night. She's had Pop River Deep, Mountain High, Love You More with the violin. Who doesn't play the invisible violin when that song is on? Which one? Which one? Love You More. How does that one go? I can't. I, I, oh wait, I can't. no. Are you thinking of the? I'll be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, say Heaven in my heart Yeah I want, I want to love you more Yes yeah. uh, Seriously For all those times you stood by me You were my strength Yes Even the song she did for fucking Deadpool was good Yes uh, The Ashes yeah. or the something Yeah, God And she's just weird and fun And I'm really bummed about this so I'm not going to do a damn thing about it. I'm not going to tweet to Rolling Stone and be like, how dare you? But I know who will. Greta Thunberg. How dare you, Rolling Stone? How dare you leave out one of the best vocalists of our time? Maybe not her time. I don't think Greta Thunberg knows who Celine Dion is. But she does know about icebergs and climate change. Um, this was kind of amazing. I read this story over the break and had to talk about it because if it involves Greta Thunberg, I actually look at my fucking screensaver. Greta, <laughs> like it's just Greta Thunberg. Uh, Greta Thunberg is on this because I was like, why not? Icons only. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. 
In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Uh, on December 27th, a former kickboxer, professional misogynist, and online entrepreneur, Andrew Tate, sent a boastfully hostile tweet to climate activist Greta Thunberg, 19. She's 19? Yeah. Uh, she's growing up so fast, right before our eyes. Just like the temperatures <laughs> and the ocean waters. <laughs> um about his sports car collection. He says, please provide, okay, please provide your, we have to read it like her, you know? Here we go. Uh, or this is to, this is what Andrew said. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions, he wrote. He was probably hoping to enhance his status by mocking her climate commitment. Instead, she burned the macho guy to a crisp in nine words. He went looking for attention and he got it. Cars are routinely tokens of virility and status for men. Oh. And the image accompanying his tweet of him pumping gas into one of his vehicles, coupled with his claims about their enormous emissions. Oh, yeah, daddy. Had unsolicited dick pic energy. Yes, it did. Thunberg, uh, Greta Thunberg, I call her Thunberg. It says Thunberg, but I'm going to call her Thunberg. Seemed aware of what, uh, when she replied, yes. Please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. <laughs> Her reply gained traction to quickly become one of the top 10 tweets of all time. Celine Dion was not on that list. <laughs> As I write, it's been like 3.5 million times and shared directly 60, uh, 650,000 or so. And the interchange became the topic of countless news stories around the world from India to Australia. There's a direct association between machismo and the refusal to recognize and respond appropriately to the climate catastrophe. Now, this only gets better. Um, because 10 hours later, Andrew Tate tweeted out a pompous video in which he tried to reassert his masculinity and status by blathering on in a dressing gown with a cigar and a pizza box as props. Not long after that, he and his brother Tristan Tate were arrested by Romanian authorities in connection with appalling allegations of sex trafficking. Small dick energy. Tate is a troll and a creep. He also alleged to be a pimp and a rapist, and Tate denies all the wrongdoing. So God bless Greta. She is just cleaning up the environment and the uh, macho trash out there. I love that. See, I've always loved Greta Thunberg. It's just mind-blowing to me that he decided, oh, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm bored in Romania. I'm going to tweet a 19-year-old yeah. about nothing that has to... Like, he could have said nothing. There was uh -huh. nothing he need. He just... It came to his brain that he needed to tweet this out. This was the greatest tweet of his life. It needs to be, it needs to be read. And I'm pumping gas with my big <laughs> nozzle. It, oh and then God. she says she comes after him. And then what happened was that he, people in Romania, like this was a Romanian pizza 
restaurant. So they he was they tipped off the police that he was in Romania for sex trafficking violations. So they arrest him. And then Greta's not even done yet. Greta decides that she's going to respond to this and says, this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. Bitch! Mocking her own public image. So far, it has 2.6 million likes. Beyond the entertainment value of what transpired over the past few days is a serious reminder of the intersection between machismo, misogyny, hostility to climate action, and climate science, and the dank underworld of right-wing characters like Andrew Tate. People are already selling t-shirts of the Romanian pizza place. This Romanian pizza place is the new pizza gate, apparently. I don't know. Or rat pizza. Remember there was rat pizza? You're from New York. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was pizza rat. Pizza rat. Sorry. I don't mean to offend the rat pizza community. Rat pizza is what I call the pizza out here. <laughs> you feed it to the yeah. fucking... With dough bricks or yeah. whatever. You feed it to rats. Yeah. Oh, so God bless Greta Thunberg and just doing her part. Now... We have creeps like Andrew Tate, and we also have internet creeps. And some of you listeners sent me this story over the break, and I had to do a double take on it because I was like, wait, what? And I think that's what we need to call this segment. Wait, what? So um, this man in Japan <sighs> decided to give up being a human being and become a collie, like a lassie dog. So he spent over $15,000 on an ultra-realistic dog costume so he can live like an animal. And the dog costume looks pretty real. Um, so he has a full-on dog suit. He's always wanted to become an animal. Um, and of course, he uh, went viral online once he introduced the world to his alter ego. This Japanese man says he has fulfilled his lifelong ambition of becoming a four-legged animal after spending two million yen on a dog costume. The man name uh, goes by the name of Toko. Um, uh, commissioned an agency called Zepet, who spent 40 days making this collie outfit for him. Um, he posted videos of himself in the costume. He says, I made it a collie because it looks real when I put it on. Great. And here, oh, this is, oh God, we actually have video. I didn't even see the video. Um, can we play it or are these just stills? <gasps> it's playing. Oh God. Oh no, okay, well. Uh. I'm so. Oh, we're doing, and now he's gonna give us a little love actually uh, signage. I became a rough collie because I wanted to be an animal. I'm so angry right now. So is he trans animal? Okay, he's rolling over. This is so 
so messed up. Put it down. 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 Do we know if he's in a like? I would take it to the. You want to be an animal? We're taking you to the pound. Yeah, I'm. I have a lot of questions. Um, All right, enough. I'm. I'm yeah, I'm we could stop playing this yeah. because I'm just gonna have nightmares. Um, let's see <laughs> more on this this article. Yeah, so he just spent this money. He has this like collie costume. He's rolling around. Um, I did see a article on this. Um, that he is worried that some of his friends might think he's mentally unwell, which I say no shit. <laughs> um, some have said that this is awesome. Some people have said it's unnatural. Someone even said no matter how much money you spend, you won't be a real dog. No, no, no kidding. I wonder who they voted for. Is it? <laughs> and as, and weirdly enough, this transition was not caused by the vaccine. Oh, my God. I know. I have a lot of questions. First of all, he has human eyes. Um, so human eyes in a dog costume is just scary. Right. It, it, are, those, are those his eyes or is that part of the costume and he looks through it? I imagine his knees are in a lot of pain at certain points. Oh. Oh, how, how tall... How those tall are, is he? Those are his those are his limbs. Those are his legs. Or how short is he? Those look like lo short legs, but it looks like his legs are in the costume. It looks like his legs so he is bent over. But the feet are dog feet. So he must be standing on top of it if he's standing. Do we have sizes in here? Like I want to know how tall this dog is. Yeah, how tall of a dog is this? Because there you could see his arms bent. So we know those are his arms. It looks like his feet are in the back there. You see by the tail? Ugh. Oh, no. He's on his knees there. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Those aren't his eyes. Are they? No, those are dog eyes. Oh, uh, maybe unless he like. No, those are dog eyes. Those are dog eyes. I think he looks through them. I think he looks through them or through the mouth or something like that. Oh man. So whatever. I I think it's weird. Does he does when he rolled over, I looked. I'm not gonna lie, I looked for a lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cause I feel like people are freaks and he's gonna be like, Rah. Oh man. I can pee does he go outside and pee on trees? Oh, does he pee in the street like the guy I saw today on Santa Monica Boulevard? Right outside of City Hall, too. Well, did you see? I, I don't know if uh, I posted it to my Insta story. Uh, there's human shit behind the dumpster in the parking lot of the comedy store. Someone came back here and took a shit at some point last night. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it was... Uh, it was a long flight. It was a long, <laughs> long, was a long flight. drive. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go look now. I well, like, I welcome like... to West Hollywood. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? Now, I'm not... There is a whole community of furries. So I guess he would be considered a furry. No. No? This is a whole other level, you think? I think furries are people in... People who know what they're doing. They're humans in costumes fucking. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who wants to be a dog. Like, I think furries don't want to be that animal. They just want to be in the costume when they're doing things. Mm. This guy wants to be the animal. This <gasps> is a whole separate type of... Do you think he, like, goes up to, like... 
people and humps their legs and people are like, what are you doing? He's like, I identify as a dog. Let me live my truth. It's very possible. I mean, I'm with our new producer, Katie. Kill it with fire. That costume looks very flammable. Kill it with fire. But see, there's also like in the in the and I don't know what his sexual orientation is, but I know there's like, you know, pups and stuff like there's guys who like dress up like dogs, but like. They're like not dogs. They're like rubber dogs. Kill them they, all. <laughs> no, but they have like the like the 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 masks and like the butt plug tails, and they walk around and just woof at people. You've never seen those? No, they don't have that in Burbank. Okay, <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> I bet there was a dark underground <laughs> like puppy culture in it's Burbank. Called, it's called Furbank. No, I remember like. I remember walking around Pride once and like there was like a group of these like d- dog guys and they'd walk by me and they'd go and I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and they said, your hair looks like it's from L.A. I'm like, yep, sure is. Um, OK, well, I, I, I don't know. I'm very interested to see what happens with this guy. Um, and who knows? It's a new year. He could fall in love with a girl out there or a guy out there who's like. I identify as a dog as well, and who knows? Or he's going to fuck a dog, and there's going to be a big problem in Japan. Yeah. He's going to fuck a dog. I, I don't think he's fucking a, another trans dog. I think he's fucking an actual <laughs> dog. God. You just said that, and I was like, that's where we are. That's what we have to call it. Trans, 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 trans male, dogs. trans female, uh, trans dog. No, it's trans species, right? Oh, it has no. to be. I... I'm trans species. Uh, I don't even see myself as a human. I see myself as a, a border collie or a collie. And collies are smart. You know what I'm ready for? 2024? Yeah, let's go. Wrap it up. Day three. You had a good one. <laughs> now, this is sad. Um, I, I just saw this video, and it was, like, very intense because I was – I was uh, – Going along with the story of uh, the football player from Buffalo uh, who passed out, seeing that in real life, seeing the man pissing in the street today, I was just like, I hope I don't like see a lot of things. Like, I don't want to see like a lot of like, oh, God, like, I just hope the year doesn't just turn into like faces of death. You know what I mean? Do you remember that as a kid? Did you? Was that like? Oh yeah, here? yeah. That the, the, it was like a VHS tape of just people dying, and then it made it onto the internet really early. Yeah, it was on. like dark. Yeah, yeah, like ugh. But I remember it being like in fifth or sixth grade and being like, yeah, so and so's got faces of death. Let's go over and watch it. And it was just like ugh. So this woman, this is insane. A Brazilian woman died on New Year's Eve when a firework got lodged into her clothes and exploded. Video captured the tragic death of a 38-year-old mother of two as the firework exploded on the beach in Sao Paulo, killing her in front of her two children. Tragic. Awful. In the clip, crowds of people are watching fireworks on the beach when the camera turns to show an explosion. Um, I watched the clip. I don't think we should watch the clip, but it is like they turn around and you just see like like a firework. And it's like, and everyone runs and it just goes, Oh, and people said they saw a huge flash just as it turned midnight and and everyone just started screaming. I saw a woman laying on the ground and oh God, it's awful. So that just terrifies me. And then also me being from the South and being in the South for two weeks, I watched this video and I said, this this is the phrase that left my, my mouth. Well, 
Talk about God calling you home. <laughs> and my boyfriend goes, I've never heard that phrase, but I get it. And I'm like, yeah. So that is awful. So, I mean, ugh, I don't even know where to begin with that story or, or like end with that story because it's just so tragic. And I have so many questions. I'm like, does the firework display? That's why I always get weird around fireworks. I'm not a big firework person. Like for New Year's, where were you? Were you here, John? Yep. I went to bed at like nine o'clock. I was like, I'm done. And then someone knocked on my door. They're like, it's seven minutes till midnight. I was like, go away. I was asleep living. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do fireworks. I'm not a big firework person. They're pretty, but at the end, you're just kind of like, okay. I didn't see any here. We I mean, granted, we were in the OR with uh Don Barris and Earl Skakel mm -hmm. doing their singing thing, but there were no fire I didn't see any fireworks in LA at all. Well, it was raining. That's true. <laughs> so, unless someone's like, we're going to do it anyways. Yeah, I mean, I guess not. Maybe that's good because we don't need we don't need fireworks when it's in L.A. It's very hazardous. So anyways, uh, yeah, that was just really sad. I feel really bad for those kids. But like, geez, I mean, you just never know. And here's something that I did not see as well. Much like the Brazilian woman who exploded with a firework. Um, this one caught me by surprise, too. TLC, the group. TLC's Chili and Matthew Lawrence are dating. Now, this just answered my 90s dream. The only, the only way that this would make me happier is if Celine Dion was included in this headline. But she is not. And we are fine. <sighs> Chili from TLC. Remember TLC? Waterfalls. Waterfalls, Crazy Sexy Cool, Red Light Special. Scrub, um, no Scrubs. A very deep cut, Silly Ho. Ooh. Do you remember that one? No. I ain't gonna be a silly ho. I mean, um, one of the best girl groups of all time um, are dating. And Matthew Lawrence... Uh, is the son in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, and Boy Meets World. Super and Boy Samurai. Meets World. Uh, I guess he was in a show called Brotherly Love. He's Joey Lawrence's middle brother. Um, the two became involved romantically just ahead of Thanksgiving this year after they were previously photographed on a beach in Hawaii in August. Jordan uh, further confirms that Chili... And Matthew spent Thanksgiving and Christmas in Atlanta. Oh, my God. Maybe they're at the airport with me. <laughs> Where the actor met Chili's family. Okay. I've been with Chili since 2005, and I've never seen her in love. Uh, Jordan, this is Crystal Jordan, uh, Chili's rep. Okay, got it. Uh, she's glowing. They are really cute together. Now, she is 51, and he is 42. So there's a little bit of an age gap. Um, however... Matthew Lawrence was married during COVID to Dancing with the Stars alum Cheryl Burke. Now, Cheryl Burke is incredibly talented. I've worked with her before. Uh, we did like an e-pilot so many years ago that thank God did not go through because it was that like 
controversial. But I saw when I when I posted this or when I saw the story to, to talk about today, Cheryl Burke said that she was cheated on. He cheated on her with Chili. Cheated on with Chili. <laughs> I'd watch that on E. Yeah, that sounds like a TLC show, yeah. not the band. <laughs> Cheated on by Chili and Southern. Um, but she said that she found Viagra, um, a phone with text messages, and like a necklace or a piece of jewelry in one of his, in one of his shoes. And yeah, cheated on him with Chili. Oh, man. I know. However... I'm here for this relationship. You know what? Let Chili do it. She is, if uh, this is the MILF manner I want to see, you know, Chili 51 dating a 42 year old Matthew Lawrence. Get some, get some young dick. But I also would have liked if he was dating T-Boz more. T-Boz would destroy him. I know. T-Boz. I know. That would be like, Chili was like this, like, T-Boz is equally sexy, right? But there's just something a little harder about T-Boz. Chili was like the like cute, like sultry one in the pajamas. You know, yeah. and T-Boz was just like, that's right, I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to rip your booty hole in half. Like she was, she definitely, I feel like, could kill. Didn't they have the same haircut in the 90s? They both had mushroom haircuts. No, T-Boss had the mushroom haircut. Chili always no, had I'm the saying, long hair. I'm saying Matthew Lawrence. Oh, yes. Matthew Lawrence did have full-on T-Boss hair back in the day. I'm here for it. I, I, I love this relationship. I think it's a good 2023. What do they call it when it's like a, like a, a, a spring-summer romance? When they're a little older, what what was? It's not the uh, the one you called it the, just for Christmas. This is a longer one. Oh, it's not. I don't think this is a high buy. Oh, high this buy. is not a high buy. And Chili is. I think Chili's smoking for fifty one. She looks great. Yeah. She always had like the like a banging body. She always was fun too. I think. And she dated. Didn't she date Usher for a while? I think she did. Right. I think she did. I think she dated Usher. Well. Hopefully she didn't have herpes. Is it crazy that she's the same, like she's almost the same age as Celine Dion? That's wild to me when you think about it. Who, Chili? Yeah. How old is Celine Dion? Fif didn't, didn't it say 54? Yes, it did. But I don't see Celine Dion as uh, 54. I see Celine Dion as timeless. So I'm rooting for Chili and Matthew Lawrence. I think this is going to be good. Cheryl, I'm sorry. You know what? That sucks. I get it. But like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be good. We're rooting you on, girl. And um, I don't know. I think I think this is a, I think this is going to be a romance that we're going to be seeing a lot from in the new year. Now, as much as I love a good Chili recipe. I also love mac and cheese. And we've got one more story for you uh, for this first episode of the new year that really hits home. <laughs> Not in a good way. We've also had, I mean, we've had this episode. We've got a guy who dresses up like a collie for every day of his life. This guy only eats mac and cheese for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for, wait for it, 
the past 17 years. What? Hear me out. A 20-year-old man from Florida. I mean, we started with Tampa. We're ending with Florida. Uh has explained why his diet consists of only macaroni and cheese, a dish that he has had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, gross, for the last 17 years. Austin Davis has explained in detail that he has eaten a strict diet of mac and cheese in a short film. Oh, okay. Well, if it's a short film, by all means, go for it. The documentary, which was filmed by Vice, sees the 20-year-old go into detail about his love for the cheesy pasta dish, as nothing else seems to excite his taste buds. Mr. Davis lives with his grandparents, Richard and Faye, in a small town, and in the short film, he goes on a trip to the local grocery store to pick up his favorite meal. As he scours the shelves alongside the documentary crew, Davis refers to the meat section as a hellscape, okay, while claiming that he is unfamiliar with most vegetables. What? How are you unfamiliar with vegetables? I could explain that very easily because I'm also unfamiliar with most vegetables. What? I don't How eat, are you unfamiliar with vegetables? I don't eat vegetables. At all? If you took me to a if you took me to a produce section, I could name maybe six vegetables. Okay, name six vegetables. Carrot, corn, fuck broccoli, celery. Fuck broccoli? What's fuck broccoli? I was, no, I I already blanked out after two. Oh, okay. Okay. No, you broccoli. don't fuck broccoli. Okay. Broccoli, celery, um, did I say carrots? You said carrots. That was the first one you said. <laughs> oh, no. Onion. Onion. One more. That's five. Yeah. You said six. Um, uh, <laughs> dill. Is dill a vegetable? Dill? I'm thinking of the things. <laughs> dill. <laughs> you meant cucumber, which turns into pickles. No, I meant Dill. Dill. Dill is like a flowery Dill thing. is an herb. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. You had so many others. You could have said potato. Potato. You, I forgot potato. I you could potato. have said tomato. That's a fruit. Good call. You fail. Or that was a trick. I tried to trick you. And then you could have said, I mean, Zucchini. eggplant. Zucchini. Zucchini. Yeah. Okay. So I know about eight. Okay. Well, you're going to try more vegetables in the new year. (laughs) I'm going to make a vegetable plate for you. Now, despite his lack of knowledge in the vegetable department, Mr. Davis, not to be confused by producer John, only came to the grocery store to purchase his beloved Velveeta mac and cheese. The 20-year-old claimed that the meal is his favorite as it is the most consistent and always tastes pretty much the same. God. And he's still alive. And that's, is that the end of it? That's the end of the article, huh? Well, it was a short film. I didn't think the article was, was a short film. Long. Could you eat anything? I, I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, could I eat anything f- consistently every day for 17 years? I mean, I. What could you eat every day for 17 years? I mean, I have a few things burgers, chicken tenders. Uh, fries, uh, probably certain things from Chinese food, like chicken with broccoli. Like there are certain meals I could have. I don't think you could do Asian food. What do you mean? It's like salty, right? Like sodium. Well, I mean, I would like, I think we're talking about our own, like what we could, what we wouldn't get sick of versus what our, you could eat Chinese food every day. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't think he's going to like, he, you don't think he's going to have medical problems from this? Oh, for sure. Like medically he can't eat this every day. 
he probably hasn't taken a shit in 17 years because of the mac and cheese. It's, like it's constipation. It's other ends of the spectrum. He either hasn't taken a shit in 17 years or he shits blood. There's no <laughs> middle ground because that mac and cheese is not real cheese either. And this podcast was brought to you in part by Velveeta. Velveeta, <laughs> get your Super Bowl party ready because it's right around the corner. I'm more concerned with the math. He said he's been doing it for 17 years and he start, he's only 20. Yeah. How terrible are his parents? That yeah. Just, that means at least, at least five years they were feeding him this for three meals a day. Yeah. And be that parent to be like, you can't have mac and cheese for breakfast. <laughs> Sick. Here's my food that I would eat every day. Now, if you're a friend of mine, you know this. You know that you already know what I'm about to say. And that is chips and salsa. Really? That's my jam. Anytime. I would, time of the day. I would have said pizza, but I cannot because of my stomach. I can't have tomato sauce. So salsa also bothers me. Yeah. I love, I would love to have it every day, but I would die. Chips and salsa, man. God, that's a lot. Mac and cheese every day. However, I have been prone to make a mean queso with Velveeta cheese and a can of Rotel. And that's it. Did you ever see Super Size Me? Yeah. Didn't he eat McDonald's for a year? For 30 days. Was that and, what he was doing? And he his made body. So he made a short film coming after Super Size Me. Yeah, and Super Size Me, after 30 days, the guy's body was collapsing, like failing. Ugh. His organs were fatty tissue everywhere. He gained like 15 pounds. This mac and cheese situation can't be any better. God. Maybe a little better, but not much. I mean, he's not happy. Because A, he's living with his grandparents, and B, he you can't go on a date. Like, you can't date. You can't. You know what? Yes, you can. <laughs> he is going to meet some girl or guy, and they're going to have a mac and cheese, like, love fest. And they're going to make friends with the dog man and his partner. And it's just going to be <laughs> the mac and cheese collies. Uh, friendship and they're probably gonna get a sponsor from craft and they're gonna have like hgtv is gonna come in and renovate their home to make it look like a bowl of mac and cheese and the color scheme is gonna be craft yellow and noodle beige are noodles beige uh they're like what color is pasta i i, I think they're tan like a tan noodle. Like a yellowish tan? Yeah, something like that. Well, Godspeed. I can't wait till we get the uh, article two weeks from now that he has died violently <laughs> from a mac and cheese incident or a firework at a Brazilian park. I don't know. Who knows? But guys, thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Just Saying. Make sure to check out Wednesday's article in the LA Times. You will see a familiar name in it. That's right. My special gay bash will be coming out earlier this year. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and listen to this podcast for updates on when you will be able to see it and listen to it in your area. Thank you for listening and rating and subscribing. As always, we will have a uh, wonderful podcast for you guys every week. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos available on the Comedy Store YouTube page as well. We'll see you next time on Just Saying. Bye. Bye.